This is Self Care You with Scott, and on today's episode, we have been invited into the world of sledge hockey. Sledge hockey, also known as para ice hockey or sled hockey, was invented in the early 1960s as an adaption of ice hockey designed for players who have a physical disability. Today, we have a conversation with James Titmarsh about his contributions to the sport. And if you're questioning his involvement, let me just help you understand just how much James does. Joining the Steelhawk organization in 1997, James has been involved in the sport ever since. In 2012, as a volunteer, he was the general manager organizing and working towards offering others the opportunity to play the sport. In 2016, James was elected as the vice president of Ontario Sledge Hockey Association. And if all that isn't enough, we have my good friend John Hollick on the show to talk to us about his involvement with sledge hockey. John's first introduction to the sport was watching it on TSN at a young age. A few years down the road, John was looking for a sport for his daughter to take part in. After searching, John found the Durham Steelhawks. Now volunteering his time as a coach, his daughter has blossomed into an exceptional young athlete. Today we have a conversation about an awesome sport, but more importantly, about an amazing community. This is Self Care You, and we're about to level up with John and James and all things sledge hockey. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Self Care You. Today we have an amazing conversation with the sledge hockey community about family, about encouragement, about getting on the ice. But we also want to make sure we support the Durham Steelhawks Sledge Hockey Organization. I felt it would be best if I just read you their mission. So here it is. Providing support to all members of the disability community, regardless of age or stage in life, to find, connect with, and participate in competitive and recreational sport programs and activities of their choice to enhance physical function and quality of life. Let's go. That's a level up. That's what we're about here on Self Care You. I'm excited for this one. Enjoy this conversation. So I'm excited to get into the conversation today with James and John. James, how you doing, my man? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you. Johnny, how you doing? Pretty chilly. How are you guys doing? It's cold out here, that's for sure. I really wanted to just start today's podcast off with my thoughts on my first ever sledge hockey game. What I thought was going to be an exhibition or a house league game turned into me going to the para winter sport gold medal game. You know, I felt that the energy level was really, really high right from the parking lot. Like almost the same energy level that you get if you happen to go to, you know, a playoff game or, or any game of significance expecting that it was going to be an exhibition game. But when I got in there, I noticed that the energy was high. The co- competition level was obviously high and that it was a packed rink. But I was impressed as a fan and then decided to love the sport from there. I started watching, you know, some of the games in Sochi in 2014. And James, I'm really interested to hear about your journey and how you found sledge hockey. Yeah, of course. So a bit background about the Steelhawks first is that we were started in 1997 um, by a family out of Noshua who just were looking for a sport for their kid to be able to play and happen to find sledge hockey. Um, So they started out of Iroquois Park in Whitby. And a friend of mine, Jeremy Booker, who actually uh, was a Paralympian on the national team, he and I rode the bus together in Ajax. Um, He was going to public school. I was going to Catholic school. And uh, his mom had mentioned that he had just started playing sledge hockey. This was like mid 1997 almost the end of the season and my parents never heard of it before 
thought, oh, that's cool. So we go out, we went to the very last practice of their first season at the Steelhawks. And I was seven years old, never really got into hockey at the time. Didn't really know what it was about. So my first like experience was after I was putting a the sled, they're like, Hey, we're going to play a quick exhibition game, you know, a, a fun end of the year thing. And my dad who played rec league for a long time was like, okay, we'll play defense. And here's seven old me looking up being like, what's defense. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what positions were or anything. And then, but I was hooked. Like I loved being on my own in a sled. I loved, you know, feeling the ability to uh, get physical activity. And basically as soon as the next season rolled around, I would have been, I was eight years old. It was around September and I was so excited to get started and I've been hooked on it ever since. So um, I've been playing now for over 20 years. Um, and every year I'm just get excited. And the fact that we weren't able to play this year has been really tough on everybody, including myself. And uh can't wait to be able to get back out on the ice. Yeah, because every athlete wants that outlet. It doesn't matter what sport you take part in. Johnny knows that I play a ton of sports, and I'm missing it right now, especially with what we've gone in the last little bit, not being able to be in the gym playing basketball or coaching or or even being around any sport. That outlet is huge. I'm interested. You know, I experienced sledge hockey once when I was working for the Belleville Bulls, and they came to the Quinney Sports Center at the time, and I got the opportunity to sit in a sled and really experience it. And I realized that it takes time to perfect the craft of moving around in that sled. It's not easy at all. I spent majority of the time on my side. I just wondering, when did you start feeling really comfortable in it? Was it something that you, when you're in it right away, you got kind of the technique and you had it down pat or are you still progressing as the days go? Oh yeah. No, it takes, it takes uh, quite a long time to get used to it. And, it, and, the thing about sled hockey is it's also very cognizant of your disability or your, or your abilities as core strength, shoulder strength, yeah, and just the ability to um, use your hip flexors and your lower body. So for people with more um, abilities in their body, they have different types of sleds as in like their blades are closer or they're taller in their sled. So my brother and I play and my brother's, six foot 218 pound person and I'm not that tight <laughs> right. um, and so we have different types of sleds and his blades are closer he's higher up in his sled and he's got the ability to turn faster but with me I have longer arms so even though my blades might not be as close because I don't have the same um, balance my bucket might still be as tall as him because I have really long arms so right. it all is differently it it adjusts differently to different uh, people's abilities, but to pick it up, it's quick, but to hone your craft and to be able to play long-term, it does take a long time. Like there's players that play 20 years and they'll still make adjustments to their sled. Like I mentioned earlier, I had the opportunity to start watching some of the 2014 Sochi game, uh, the Canada versus U.S. games, and I realized how fast paced it is, how skilled it is. But shit, there's some contact, right? And you can hear it when you hear the games. And I'm interested to hear from a player's perspective about the competitive level on the ice. I imagine it's very much to, to any other sport. But when there's some contact, you can definitely hear it in the rink. So what's it like out there on the ice? Yeah, it's like any competitive sport. I mean, we get very competitive in terms of when we're playing teams that we know versus playing new teams. 
Yeah, some but rivalries and things, right? <laughs> for sure. But I also like to think of it as like there is a code of conduct on the ice as well based on people with disabilities that you play against. Right. So there is some people, some players that, you know, may not be the dominant type and they're played against differently than people who are like you, you play against your peers type of thing where, yeah. you know, if the star players will go after the star players and, and you know who you're targeting and who you're going against. And I think that's what makes it a lot of fun competitively, but I've been able to play teams like Korea. I've played teams from Russia. I've okay. played all over Canada, like being it, like, I don't think there's another sport recreationally that a lot of people can say they've played national level caliber teams but also worldwide teams which i think is really really cool yeah that's awesome it creates a community right across the globe right johnny yes sir johnny i'm interested i wanted to know you know obviously you were introduced to the game from haley your daughter who's an exceptional player and i was wondering you know the most expensive thing in the world or at least i think is time right it's the most valuable thing that you can have and you chose to volunteer your time and help coach you know, why get to that point? Why put yourself in a position where you're going to help other people, you know, have the opportunity to play? Ultimately, it came down to is you needed to, right? So there's, unfortunately, sledge hockey isn't, we don't have an abundance of um, volunteers and it usually just comes down to parents chipping in and uh, helping out. Uh, the Steelhawks are fortunate because we have James who plays on the senior team and he, he organizes our whole season for us. I just, I get the kids motivated. I get them out on the ice and get them practicing and so it's like a joint effort, right? And uh, that's the way the sledge community is, though, right? Just to keep it going. We all just kind of pitch in and help each other out. And um, if I ever need anything, if James wasn't around, I know I could reach out to, like, other presidents from other teams and chit-chat with them and talk to them, other coaches. And that's just the way the sledge community is. It's very um, – we're one big – I like to look at it as a one big family. So Yeah, it's accepted and let's get it done, right? And as, as James mentioned, it sounds like – obviously top tier players know who the other top tier players are. And you might have some players that are out there more recreationally or not trying to compete at a level at which they may be. I imagine though your impact being there, you know, motivating them, letting them, you know, giving them confidence and stuff helps them progress as a player for sure. Don't you think so? So absolutely. So like that first experience of yours at the Parasport Winter Games, that was kind of like a different coaching experience for me because, so I coached the junior team for the Steelhawks and mm -hmm. your team is there's like, a few kids that you could see that are going to be playing this sport for the next 20 years. And then there's a few kids that are just playing it for recreation until they go off to college or university. And as a coach, you, you kind of know which players you can push a little more and which players you can't push a little more. So when I, when we were coaching in the para sport, that was a high, that's the highest level I've ever coached. It was competitive. And so I was, we had players on our team who might not have had, um, skill level as some of the top tier people and they were getting discouraged so um it's just monitoring their ice time and monitoring who they're going up against and, and encouraging them just to leave everything out on the ice no matter what happens we're a team you leave it on the ice and we keep going they keep moving forward right so yeah and um, have a have a good time right that's what it all comes down to that's is really sure what that it, yeah, don't get down on yourself that you were on the ice when our goal was scored you know just come off grab some water recharge yeah. we'll talk about it and get back out there and that's I think, uh, Johnny, I'm interested, you know, Haley is an exceptional sledge hockey player that I got to witness and definitely better skilled than I have if I was to get out there. But I'm interested in the skills that she's taken away from playing the sport. And I don't necessarily mean athletically. I'm sure there's going to be athletic skills that she took away. But what would you say is one of the skills that she took away from playing sledge hockey? So one of the biggest things that I like about sledge hockey is that my daughter, 
hangs out with other people who have a, a wide range of abilities. And these individuals are, for the most part, most of them are working. They're driving themselves to the to the arenas. They're getting ready to go off to university. They're getting the schoolwork done. So it allows Haley to see other people with other abilities that are beyond sport. You know what I mean? Like she can go out there and she can her chit chatting in the room and trash talking with people and having fun. That's that's all great. But the fact that she gets to see other individuals with different abilities that are succeeding in life. Um, at the end of the day, that's what me and my wife love about sledge hockey in the sledge community. Haley's at this point right now. She's kind of in this crossroads where she needs to start putting in extra work outside of the arena to, to grow on her skills if she wants to make Team Canada. But even if she never does that or she chooses not to do that, she loves going to the arena. She loves going to the tournament. She loves hanging out with her friends in sledge hockey. And she loves just being around the people. And um that's it makes I think it makes her more comfortable with her abilities too, you know what I mean? More yeah. acceptable. So and that's the most important thing. Listen, I've played a lot of sports at at fairly high levels, and the one that I continue to go back to is golf because when I'm out there on the golf course, I don't know what it is, but I find in tranquility of just being out on the golf course, not any competitive nature, just I enjoy it so much. And if she's at a, whatever level it is, it doesn't matter. It ultimately just comes down to enjoying it, right? And whether or not she still wants to play or wh- whatever it may be. But those skills are going to be with her forever. On our first podcast, I talked with Warren Edwards, who's uh, the founder of Project Impact Youth, but also a guy I played basketball with. And we talked about coaches that we've had since we were little kids. She's going to remember a lot of those moments in sledge hockey, right? For sure, for sure. James, I'm interested. So you were the vice president of Ontario Sledge Hockey Association. So you're definitely in tune with the grassroots of the sport. And I'm interested in your opinion. What's the state of sledge hockey in Ontario? It was doing really well. I don't know how COVID will impact it moving forward. I think our game in Ontario is at a really good spot in terms of the number of teams that we have, the number of volunteers that we have. Obviously, we would love to grow more. We would love to get into more communities. But I think we were originally started in 2006 as a league to see where we've grown from that to now is just unbelievable in terms of our comparison to maybe wheelchair basketball or another disabled sport. Um, We're above heads among those, which I think is amazing. Where we can get to is to become more of a national, like, not necessarily that national level, but a more uh, grown game across Canada where we have Ontario teams traveling to British Columbia or Alberta or, you know, all over Canada being able to compete in different sledge tournaments, um, which we just aren't at right now because Ontario has the largest number of teams and Alberta and BC and those other provinces are still trying to catch up. And I think my goal is hopefully in 10 years, 20 years, we have that level where you know there's every weekend or every month there's a tournament that teams in Ontario can be traveling to and be able to compete in yeah but you know what it needs to happen though James that's the thing listen I lived in gyms as a kid playing basketball tournaments and hockey rinks and some of the best moments going to Montreal with the boys on the bus and you know what I mean like just enjoying those moments and you know, there's there's people like yourself there's people like Haley that that deserve these moments and should be given the opportunity to do so I think hockey is expensive. There's no doubt about it, right? We all know that it's expensive at my level to play, and that's just pick up once a week. It's expensive at if you have a child that's playing it. 
I'm sure that sledge hockey doesn't come cheap either. Would you say, would you say so, Johnny, or? Uh, this would be a question more for James, but yeah, sledge hockey is extremely expensive. The cost of a sled averages about a thousand dollars. The entry level sticks are, they're not so bad, but when you start getting into the higher price sticks, like the carbon fiber sticks and stuff, they're, uh, they're quite pricey too. James, what's the whole outfit look like? It, you know, for someone like yourself, I imagine you seem like you're into the sport and you're dedicated obviously to it. What's an outfit like yours look like and money wise? Yeah. So there's two tiers that people try to look at um, for an individual player looking to, you know, compete at the highest level or at least compete in, you know, the intermediate division, let's say you're looking at about a $1,200 sled. You're looking at about $300 pair of sticks. Um, and then you're looking at shoulder pads, elbow pads, helmet, you know, the, the basic oh, hockey yeah. equipment as well. So, and that's on top of, you know, league registration, travel costs. I would say for an average player, it's about $2,000 a year that they're paying, but some sleds will last longer than others. So, you know, that not every sled is geared towards that. And as a club, what I try to do is we try to help support parents and families with, you know, who have to try to navigate those costs. And so as the Steelhawks, we try to raise about $10,000 a year to go towards new sleds, new equipment and paying like reducing the ice time costs. And I think there's a lot of clubs across Ontario trying to do the same thing because you know, with a, not only are you a parent with a person with a disability, but now you're, you have to increase the costs of medical equipment or wheelchair costs or any other type of equipment that they might need. So thinking sledge hockey and thinking, you know, an additional $2,000 isn't even in their scope of, of thought. So whatever we can do as a club, we definitely try to help out. Right. You said there's fundraising efforts, obviously, to get to $10,000. I imagine you're doing the, that on your own in the club basis, or do we have organizations like Rotary Club and, and Kinsman Clubs, clubs like these that, it, you know, when I was a kid, sponsored me so I could play. Are they offering the same thing for, for players in sledge hockey? So for our club, Rotary of Whitby, and all Rotary Clubs have been a huge, huge help with us. Um, we try to do Rotary Day where they come out and get in the sled and play a game against some of our players we try to give back to them and you know go I'll do a public speaking at one of their events or we'll have players come out and you know take part in cleaning up the yard or any like they're one of our biggest supporters and then the other biggest supporter is Ontario Power Generation so OPG out of Pickering yep they've been our sponsor since about the early 2000s and we have we used to have their logo on our helmets we still have their logo you know, in our letterhead, they, they've been a huge help. And, you know, we wouldn't be where we are at without those two clubs, but we're always looking to add more as well. And we'd love to have people come out and check it out because, you know, normally we play every Sunday from 12 to two out of Iroquois. And, you know, when we start back up in September, that's our goal is to continue to grow and continue to try to add more players. Well, and it should be able to have the ability to, to grow itself organically, but without help from places like OPG, shout out to OPG for helping them out and, and giving them the opportunity for players to get in at the grassroots levels and just try it out. James, I'm interested in if you were coming across a player that was on the fence of playing really nervous about getting there, what would be something that you would tell them to get on the ice and just give it a try? So something I do almost every week. <laughs> okay. Um, no, but like, that's what, that's one of our things is like, we get emails. I get emails a lot from parents who are like, oh, I saw stud chalky, but I don't think my son can try that. Or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cautious of my kid because 
he has X, Y, Z disability. And I turn around and I go, well, so basically my disability is I had cancer when I was first born. About It was found about six weeks after I was born. Okay. And I tell people that and they look at me and they're like, well, why do you play sledge hockey? I said, because sledge hockey is the one sport that they can get out there and feel like they're playing a sport that's not holding them back. They can do, they can get as far as they want in that sport by their own power and their own will. And their parents aren't there. Their their friends aren't there. They're out there on their own, but they have a team behind them pushing them. So, you know, when you're in that dressing room or when you're out on the ice and you're, you know, trying to make that pass or you're trying to score that goal, it's just like regular hockey. You're just playing the same sport that, you know, Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby grow up trying to do. The only difference is you're doing it in a sled and you're doing it with two sticks. And as soon as we get the kids out there that are scared of trying it or who are cautious and we fit their sled to their disability and we're able to get the sport to play that they're capable of, their smile is bigger than we can ever believe. And they love it. And they're back the next weekend and the next weekend after that. And then we can't, can't get rid of them almost. And that's, that's what, what we love. That's what it's about, exactly. man. It's about, you know, getting them out on the ice. I know as a guy who played hockey that a fresh sheet of ice out there on your own with a puck is one of the greatest moments that you can have. And I'm sure you guys have, you know what I mean, James. Zamboni's just come off the ice and you just got on there. And you know what I mean? You can just let it rip. And those are some of the best moments that I've had in hockey. And then you start playing with your buddies. You start joking around. You have a good time. It's it's what it's a, you know sport is about. Johnny, I'm interested if you were to give sledge hockey one word, what would it be? I always say family. Like I said, I love that we see each, we all see everyone at the same tournaments. Um, yeah. Haley's played with like the same core group of kids, which is like seven or eight kids her whole time. So we've grown up with Hannah. We've grown up with Brooke. We've grown up with Graham. And you can see them grow into a young man. You see, they see Haley grow into a young lady. And uh, you talk to the same parents all the time. And it's just like we literally become a family. Family. That's it, man. That's, you know, what about you, James? What were you thinking? We got Johnny saying family. What were you thinking if you had one word to describe sledge hockey? Life-changing. Because it, it, nice. it changed my life in the sense that, like, you know, I met my best friend, Jeremy. I was at, you know, I was the best man at his wedding. And I got to see him win a Paralympic gold medal in a sport that we both play. Right. And is he way better than me? Yeah. And he'll, you know, I'll tell him that all the time. But there's no other better feeling than the fact that he and I would drive to the middle of nowhere in, you know, a minus 30 degree temperatures in Peterborough when I was like 13 years old, he was still pushing for the Paralympic team. And he would want me out there just because he'd be like, well, you know, we need a goalie or we need an extra player. And you're the closest person that, you know, I want to be there with me and I'm glad we're doing this. And so those are the drives. Those are the days I remember because it'd be friggin' cold and there'd be two guys trying to get their stuff into a car with two wheelchairs, two sleds, two bags, et cetera. And we'd be having a blast. And those are the conversations I'll never forget. Sounds like you're almost like family. (laughs) Like family. So if you guys don't mind, I'd like to give you my perception. I'm not part of the family. I have experienced the family, but I'd like to give you my perception from the outside looking in. The one word that I got from it was community. You know, it's the same thing as family, but it's a community that supports each other that tries to uplift everybody and make sure that everyone is experiencing the sport positively and enjoying themselves, but also having fun. The work that you guys are doing, you might not see it, but it is amazing that you might impact one person 
I'm not afraid to share this story with everyone. When I grew up with my father, not in my life and my basketball coaches were my mentors. I remember being in the gym, James, like you, I remember terrible snowstorms up in Brockville driving to the basketball court with my mom, me and my mom in the car. And it's just like, we should not be on the road right now. Like I remember all these moments. And I think that's exactly what you're building for Haley. Uh, you said Haley's friend, Hannah, James, yourself. These are all moments that are life-changing. So good on you guys. You know, at one point in time, Johnny, you were looking for the information to find the Steelhawks. I'd love to give that out to the community and see if we can get somebody into the sport, start talking to someone and get them out on the ice. So James, can you give us that information on how somebody can look up the Steelhawks? Yeah, of course. So we currently have a Facebook page, um, Durham Steelhawks Sledge Hockey. Um, or you can check out ontariosledge.com, which is our OSHA league website. And for a list of teams in your area, if you're not from the Durham region, or if you're looking for something closer to home, check out ontariosledge.com because they'll have uh, all the listings of all the teams in Ontario. And you'll also have the listings of my email, my phone number, or the president's email and phone number in case you have any more questions. All right. So listen, we need more support. For this organization opg we appreciate it but we need people out there giving to the organization at the grassroots level so people can play and you need to use those contact information if you're hearing this for the first time and you're wanting to get onto the sledge hockey fort and really get into it you need to use that information and get out to somebody i'm sure james and john would would help you out boys thanks a lot for being on the show i appreciate it no problem thanks thank for you having. all right have a good one all right take it easy buddy I want to take the time to thank James and Johnny for talking all things sledge hockey, but I also want to take the time to thank you for tuning in and listening. The support that we've had with the Self Care You podcast has been overwhelming. It's amazing to think that all we needed was an outlet to promote positivity. Listen, if you should happen to know someone who's doing amazing things in our community, feel free to reach out to us. On Instagram, you can get us at selfcareyou underscore level up, or you can even drop us an email at selfcareyoupodcast at gmail.com. This is Self-Care You, and we definitely leveled up today with John and James speaking all things sledge hockey.